Hello and welcome to the Deep Drive podcast. In today's episode, we are going to be talking about individualism and particularly in the context of how people respond to crises uh, that we hear about in the news. So hello, Micah. How are you doing? Yeah, I'm all right. It's a pretty, you know what? It's a pretty miserable day here in England. Again, another rainy day, but I can't complain because it was like three days of sun and sunshine. So, you know, but yeah, it's it's one of those days. It's a real grind. Yeah. Yeah. It's just, oh, oh, oh my goodness. <laughs> I just whacked your mic. <laughs> it's just one of those days where you, uh, it just feels a little bit miserable outside. Doesn't it does. It? But yeah. we're going to brighten our day up with a little podcasting. Yeah. So today we're talking about individualism um, less broadly than maybe like just blatant, like what I would consider like American individualism and freedom, kind of like Braveheart yelling freedom before he dies type of thing. And more in context. Spoiler. <laughs> and more in context of. Uh, of relationships and then like international relationships and how does our identity and sense of individualism um, drive how we view things happening across the borders. So why don't we just jump right into a little bit of definition time. Take it away. Definition time. Definition time. Definition time. I'm the only one with a definition today, uh, but I think it's a good one. It comes from Cambridge Dictionary. Aren't you from Cambridge? Oh, I lived there for 15 you live there. years. Yeah, yeah, so yeah. you're from there, essentially. I, I suppose, yeah. You're I from a so. lot of, you're Mr. Worldwide. You're from a lot of places, but Cambridge is one of them. Anyway, it's from Cambridge Dictionary. They say individualism is the idea that freedom of thought and action for each person is the most important quality of a society rather than shared effort and responsibility. So basically, if I'm an individualist, I believe that my own personal freedom is not just most important to me, but most important to the foundation of the society I'm in. It's more important than that shared effort and shared responsibility that we all have. Um, so obviously the first thing that kind of comes to my mind when I read that is kind of freedom versus communism, you know, like shared effort, shared responsibility just makes you think a society where everything is kind of equal. Right. And so whenever we hear the word communism, it's just kind of, is like, uh, no, that's bad. That's wrong. Right. Um, but I think the definition, uh, gives a good, a good angle of maybe what an individualistic mindset looks like. Um, yeah, and I yeah. think the word freedom is is very important, isn't it? This idea of autonomy and thinking on the scale of individuals and um, this idea that if you're more individualistic, you have more freedom because you're not tied to other people yeah. in a way. Yeah. yeah. I think that a sense of ha being responsible for somebody other than yourself or your friends and family is uh is not very conducive to western thought and principles interesting right? um but i think i think that 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 can drive the way you view relationships especially like dating in america yeah um what do i get out of this yeah what do i get of. out of it right 
and we all kind of talk about how relationships should be communal, how they should be mutual, obviously. But when push comes to shove, it's usually I'm breaking up with you because I feel like I'm not getting enough out of this. And then when you expand that mindset of individualism, which we kind of really hold dearly in Western countries, when we expand that beyond the personal and into the societal and governmental aspects, I think the way you interact with international affairs is going to really be affected by that too. Hmm. Yeah. So, so I can expand more on that if you, if you want to jump into Micah's take. Let's do it. Okay, so yeah, I have a few notes on my views, and none of them are really conclusive. It's more like, this is what I think is good, this is what I think is bad, about both kind of extreme individualism and maybe extreme communalism. Uh, I don't really want to say communism, because that brings in political aspects too, which I don't think is necessary. I'm just talking about the ideals of a person. And then we can talk about how they might affect broader scale international policy as well. Uh, Yeah, so for me, extreme individualism can lead to a kind of quote-unquote societal narcissism Hmm. where your entire society is, like the Cambridge Dictionary definition said, society you believe is most firm and most stable when each individual is out to protect and help themselves. And uh, in a way, that's kind of how capitalism works. And it it does well for the person who does well with capitalism. Um, But it necessarily kind of cuts out the portion of people who aren't able to take advantage of that. Um, So it's kind of driven by competitive. Yeah, 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 definitely. And I think it kind of has an ilk of evolutionary biology to it, too, where people believe survival of the fittest and... That's not necessarily comfortable, but that's how nature works. And so capitalism kind of takes advantage of that idea, I think. So, yeah, with like extreme individualism, uh, I think everything boils down to does this or does this not benefit me? And it's not I am part of a bigger quilt or a bigger picture, so to speak. But I am the big picture in things that I do or don't do. I will do or not do based on their benefit or lack thereof towards me. And obviously, we're talking about extremes here to kind of build a framework of what we're talking about. But I think that that is unhealthy. And where I come from in America, right outside New York, I mean, that is just the way things work. And it's the good way. That's like God's way, you know, Mm -hmm. is is my freedoms. um, It's my ideas and my, my passions and I should be able to use those the way I want to use them. And I should be able to to hopefully make a living off of them. You Would know? you say that's kind of assumed Yeah, over there? Yeah. It's assumed, but now political. there's so many political movements going in the opposite direction um, that, you know, the tide is not always shifting one way or another, but it's definitely churning. You know, the, the pot is never never settled. There's always something stirring it. But I'd say as far as founding principles of the country, and if you land on the more conservative side uh, where less government is better, I would say 
those principles, although not always extreme in everybody, uh, the seeds of those ideas, I think, are still are still there. But on the other hand, when we're talking about uh, kind of relational communism, so not like political, but the more shared responsibility uh, type of mindset, if you have an extreme version of that, I think you can destroy any sense of self-reliance and even stunt your personal maturity um, in the name of shared ideals and responsibility. So I guess what I'm saying is my my thoughts on on being too far the other way where it's just about us as a community. And if we all work together as a community, then everything would be perfect. Hmm. Um, kind of a, maybe that has a bit of a hippie vibe to it, which makes sense because they were doing some sort of societal communism there. That really takes away any sense of self-reliance. And I think the benefits of individualism are obviously that you can go out and do something and you have the freedom to do so, right? Mm. Um, and I think to an extent we are born with that freedom. And the more you go into a, a communism of relationship and society, you start to detract from your personal freedoms and your personal wishes and desires and you're sacrificing them all, and eventually you're probably forced to sacrifice them all for what is called the benefit of of the whole, you know? Right. So, And you're saying that might be good to an extent, but in its extreme... Yeah. The, yeah, both extremes yeah, yeah. are kind of Yeah, bad. so both extremes, right. I'm just... I, I tend to see, yeah, some problems there. And now, now expanding that view into maybe more of the international realm. And if I'm an extreme individualist or I'm an extreme kind of societal communist, right? And that's how I view my own micro bubble, my own microcosm. If you multiply a bunch of me's into one big society or nation, those values are also going to be represented. And if we're talking about international relationships, then um, I think individualism on a personal scale can kind of be upgraded onto a national scale, uh, i.e. like our country shouldn't get involved because this isn't our problem. But if we become directly affected by it, then we'll consider taking action, hmm. right? That that would be the natural course of things. Don't get involved in something that doesn't affect you. If it begins to affect you and your freedoms and everything, that's when you have the right to, to get involved. And I think on the international internationally communal aspect of things i think you'd be in danger of ignoring cultural historical philosophical differences that have naturally separated countries in the first place and if you act as if the world would just be a better place if we all just got along and shared responsibility and had one common goal i think that sounds nice but you are ignoring three or four really key principles as why countries form and separate from other countries in the right. first place so that that's my take on the extremes and i think everything in moderation usually is a good principle and i think i personally would try to apply that to my views on personal relations and how that gets expanded into a society my name is thomas and this is my attempt to string together some thoughts okay um yeah, so I, I suppose I focused more on uh, the negative qualities of individualism. I think that was really helpful to hear some of the negatives of going too far the other way. But I suppose I was thinking about, yeah, individualism says the world is me 
and if the world is me the only then an issue is only relevant if it orbits around me so individualistic thought centers on the self as we've mentioned individual rights and responsibilities rather than communal rights and responsibilities and of course there are plenty of exceptions but in the countries that we're from uk and us this seem to be getting more individualistic i think um so of course, it's not a new idea, and I, I found this line from The Knight's Tale, uh, which is uh, by Chaucer, and he uses the phrase, each man for himself, there is none other. And that's from the 14th century, so this idea that if you don't look out for yourself, no one else will. And I think, as you've said, there is there is a truth to that in that, you know, you do need to grow up and have some independence. That is a good thing. But it feels like in the West we're, we're pushing that to its extreme and people are becoming increasingly isolated from each other. And we've built, you know, higher fences between our gardens. We really like the kind of privacy. I like a good fence. <laughs> you like a good fence? Yeah. <laughs> oh, what? Is in with sword yeah, my fighting? My lawn's or... my lawn. It's not your lawn, you know? Well, interesting. <laughs> um, so, <laughs> and I, I think some of the social media responses we've seen with regards to what's happening in Ukraine really illustrate just how individualistic we've become so on on one level you have hashtag world war three trending and people in the UK getting really it, well, just pause there isn't it sad that we have like world wars trending now right yeah this is my point it's like entertainment exactly so there's the entertainment value in that we're kind of spectators we're, we're so far from where the war's happening that people feel they can use that that hashtag and there's also the sense of you know for for people in ukraine this this war is already a, a terrible reality for us it the idea of getting conscripted is still just a hypothetical and so it kind of it kind of feels like a lot of people are only interested in in the war if it affects us mm-hmm. or, or the ways in which it affects us um and there was this twitter thread compiled by christopher snowden that we we were talking about recently showing how people have used the the crisis to make points about unrelated issues um so there was someone who said uh the invasion proves that we should be anti-brexit there was someone that said it proves we should adopt a low-carb diet now that grain prices are going up so people basically (laughs) viewing the crisis as something that orbits around their personal kind of hobby horse so they're interested in the war in how it helps them make a point about something they're passionate about. is that individualism or is that just sucky people um well i think it's it's an expression of individualism i think in that yeah it's it's because i've seen i've seen this response happen it's really interesting what you were saying about the scale of a nation is that individualistic or communal because i was speaking to a um an oceanography lecturer in university of southampton so he was obviously an expert in um ocean currents and things and it was during the bp oil spill which you probably remember that was probably a, a bigger deal in the u.s than it was here in the news yeah um but he was had, that like gulf of mexico that's it yeah, yeah the new horizon the, oil all spill. the penguins died absolutely yeah. no. so <laughs> why would big... you say absolutely there's no penguins in mexico bro <laughs> got him oh. <laughs> there were birds dying <laughs> that <laughs> was unfair man. oh man <laughs> um, oh, we are keeping that 
but he was um, phoned by a, a certain newspaper and they said, is there any possibility that the oil will reach the shores of the UK? And he said, no, there's there's no possibility of that. And they said, okay, we don't need to talk to you any further. Yeah. And it was kind of like they weren't interested in it anymore because it wasn't going to impact the UK. Now, yeah. on the one hand, that's communal thinking because they're thinking of all the citizens of the UK. On the other hand, it's very individualistic because you're saying okay, well, we're not going to report on it because we don't really care what Yeah, I mean, I would Mexico. say it's, it's not necessarily... Communal, not within your own society, but communal as in considering the world a big community. No, it's not. It's just personal individualism amplified to represent your closed-off society as a whole. No more, no less. That's it. Right, and maybe yeah. to be communal nowadays, we do have to be more global in our thinking because we're always talking about how globalized we are, right? And yeah. I mean, I think the one the one big global unified, well, what's passed as looking unified is, you know, like climate change and how that's like something final. I mean, the advocates for climate change, a lot of celebrities and stuff are like, this is one thing that doesn't matter if you're right wing or left wing. You know, we can all get behind this and come together. Yeah. And it's evident that we can't even with something seeming so nonpolar as climate change it just is a polar issue just because you have that many opinions across the globe you're not going to find something yeah and also where, it involves the the ice caps on the north and south poles where so there are penguins a, is a polar where issue. there are penguins oh yeah. double it's, joke it's a polar bear double joke. issue not bad sorry i have a is that your section oh the only other thing more. i was going to yep. say is just uh the community side of things so i i think other parts of the world still have a very strong sense of community the idea it takes a village to raise a child your home isn't just your immediate family and friends but your entire neighborhood and i remember going to marrakesh in morocco and seeing people eat outside together you know the street gathering together to eat from like one kind of tagine dipping bread into it yeah and just you wouldn't see that really in many many of the towns i've grown up in. no because of germs sure covid but it's also a kind of it's just a different way of yeah. living isn't yeah, it yeah absolutely it's, uh, much more focus on the community probably better weather as yeah well. i mean that i might think have something to do yeah. with it but yeah absolutely can't disagree with that so. <laughs> well is it okay if we cross-examine each other let's cross-examine cross-examination 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 If that's your view, mm. then at what point does responsibility of someone else's affairs pass on to you? That's a good question. I think it's a very much case-by-case -case basis, isn't it? Which is that's a very, very annoying helpful. answer. <laughs> Obviously, if you're a parent, you, you have responsibility to take care of your child, right? That's an obvious case. Um, in the case of, say, a friendship, um, I think it varies, doesn't it? I think... There's a sense of mutual looking out for each other, mm -hmm. but not imposing too much on each other's willingness yeah. to do that and not exploiting it. Um, yeah, I think it's hard to give a, a clear-cut answer on that. Yeah, well, yeah, I'm just wondering because, I guess, simply put, you're talking about maybe the harms of individualism, and then you, I did too, but you brought up some real-world examples and I'm like, okay, but 
at what point is another country's affairs another country's affairs? And whether there's right or wrong going on, it's not your responsibility as a society to try to intervene there. Sure. And that's that's a big issue, isn't it? Like, because, for example, poverty happening all over the world, um, I think it's good to to be concerned about that and to get involved and poverty lands on an individual and a societal scale right sure like you can you can help the impoverished personally like on the side of the road the homeless or you could be a government official like helping take care of it on a mass scale yeah yeah um that's it you know the phrase charity starts at home i don't know that phrase but i do know. okay well it's, it's quite a common saying that you know are you saying i'm stupid there's a <laughs> that it's common, but I don't know it. I'm, I'm you know saying it's common. No, I'm saying you, Do you, know you don't get out the enough. type of rudeness you just showed to me. <laughs> well, I think you're taking it very. I am taking it the way you said it. I'm sorry, man. I, I just. Um, but it's a saying some people sometimes use in that there's a certain irony in giving lots of money to countries overseas and failing to see the poverty that's in your own village for example yeah um and i get that and i i think there's there is a truth in that maybe that yeah sort out the people closest to you or you know engage with the people closest to you first and foremost i i think we kind of have to do that right yeah i'll t- i'll take that answer it 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 was I mean, a bit I'm, of a, I'm not claiming to. In have. the words of Michael Scott, sounds like it was a bit of an escape goat. <laughs> but uh, yeah, I mean, I'm not claiming to have um, the definitive answers on this, but that kind of that. that kind of makes sense to me. That yeah, yeah, you have to look out for the people around you. Yeah. All right, devil's advocate. I have one main one, which is, what if I'm a pacifist? If I'm a pacifist, I'm listening to this, and I'm like, you guys are presenting as if there's two options. Either cloister yourself in and do nothing, or fight. You know, in my head right now, I'm thinking, obviously, we're trying to time this topic with current events and... Mm the miserable state of affairs with Russia attacking Ukraine. Um, And there you have tons of normal people in the society protesting against it, but their societal representative, Vladimir Putin, is going against those wishes and doing what he wants, right? So you have Russia, a massive country, attacking Ukraine, and every other country in the world, especially in the EU, is is saying what do we do you know how long do you wait before we actually really get involved right because there's sanctions being put in place and stuff but the ukrainian president Zelensky is literally like dressed up as an army officer like fighting Mm -hmm. like rallying his troops um i read a, a manager for a small soccer team sheriff moscow Last year or a few years ago, they beat the massive team Real Madrid in the Champions League. 
during like just a, a normal match, but it was historic because Sheriff Moscow is this tiny team. Real Madrid is possibly the biggest in the world. That manager just went back home to Ukraine to enlist, and he's now one of the troops. So, so yeah. you have this you have this crazy thing on their home front where their world is falling apart, and you have us sitting back. And I think all that to say, if I'm a pacifist, I'm saying we can help, but war is never the answer. And I would just disagree with everything we've said so far. Interesting. Yeah. Just because what we've said is under the presumption that war is an option or that that conflict is an option to conflict resolution. Right? It's like it's kind of funny how historically people use conflict to to re- to resolve conflict. Sure. Um but yeah, if I if I'm a pacifist, I think I would have I would have trouble like admitting any of these presuppositions as arguable i see i suppose one thing to say is it's it's possible to help out in non-violent ways um in war um so we would talk a, a film that's really kind of moved me a lot is the hacksaw ridge film and oh, Andrew, Andrew Garfield's Garfield. character in that what a legend and he's a conscientious objector he's a seventh day adventist um but he joins the army as a medic and that's all he will do in the army he will not pick up a gun and fire at people but he's right there on the battlefield carrying wounded literally lowering wounded soldiers off the ridge and so that strikes me as certainly a, a way a pacifist could approach this situation should they end up in in a situation of war um but it's a complex one isn't it well in this current situation we have not been called to go no no one in our country has been called to go in and fight yeah yeah um so in a sense like is there anything we can can, we can do to help now um pacifist or not should we do anything to help right now i think so but if i'm talking as a pacifist i think the whole category of individualist or or society can fit you could be a pacifist with individualistic tendencies or communist tendencies and both be equally pacifist and i think when you're talking about conflict international conflict like war if i'm a pacifist i have trouble fitting into either category that you and i have presented that's interesting i i idealistically not not what can i do but what should i do seems to change because I could just be worried about myself and my immediate family and just my society, even on a big scale. If I'm American, I could be totally conscien- conscientiously against war, but also be very much pro, you know, stock market, capitalism, all that. And the same could be said for somebody who believes in communism or communal living to an extent. When war does come into play, those two categories like kind of become blurry, I think, hmm. because either way you slice it or dice it, a war is happening, and whether you're okay with it or not, your ideologies are still part of you, but they're not really going to present any benefits like we have presented because you're a conscientious objector. 
So that's that's my one advocacy for a possible other completely different way of looking at it. It's not necessarily against the ideas of individualism or communalism, but more against the idea of conflict. And then when conflict does come, how do your ideals play Hmm. into that? Right. So for this final section of the mailbag, um, I actually have a song. I'm going to grab my guitar in a second. Do you actually? Oh, I'm excited now. Yeah, yeah. It's a, it's a sad song, but it is uh, kind of written from the view. It's not mine. Tom Waits wrote it, but uh, it's from the view of a soldier overseas. And it kind of asked the question of conflict and values. Um, yeah, so this song I first heard of an uh, artist named Phoebe Bridgers did a cover of it and the song is originally by a guy called tom waits uh by really like the bridgers cover of it i'm not going to do the whole thing and i've barely practiced it so apologies but yeah ask the question of of values and why we get involved in conflict in the first place it's not necessarily views that we agree with in fact it kind of has a a pacifist ilk to it but uh, i think it's nice Makes you think. Take it away. And if if we don't like it, we just cut it out. (laughs) (laughs) They fill us full of lies. Everyone lies. About what it means to be a soldier. I still don't know. I'm supposed to feel about all the blood that's been spilled here. Will God on his throne get me back home on the day after tomorrow? You can't deny the other side. Just do what I've been told We're just gravel on the road And only the lucky ones come home On the day after tomorrow It's interesting to me the the words because 
you know, it, it says I'm not fighting for, for, for justice. I'm not fighting for freedom. I'm fighting for my life and another day in the world here. And that just made me, I was listening it, to it the other day and I was like, that just made me think of the poor Ukrainian people mm-hmm. at this point. Yeah. They're fighting for their values in their nation, but also they just got stormed out of nowhere. Like they're just, they're just hanging on and, uh, survival, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. It's a, it's a tough one. As we wrap up thinking about that, that individualism and that communal thinking and the, the negatives that the extremes bring, as I've grown older, I've start to understand the communal way of thinking more. Not that I'm anywhere near a communist, but growing up in America, everything is freedom and individuality. And it oftentimes, on a grand scale, lacks the acknowledgement of the worth of the, of the person getting trampled, I think. Um, and I think that's, that's tough to deal with ideologically, too, because at the end of the day, you are just you and you can only control you. Hmm. You can't fix the world's problems. And as much as we would love it, the world is never going to hold hands all together and fix our problems as one big family. I think it's worth thinking further about. And uh, for those listening to, obviously, we would like you to think about it, especially during the times of conflict that are coming up and how much of it, you know, most of us probably aren't going to be Ukrainian or Russian. So how much of that? is up to us to be broken over and try to help fix and how much of it is it it is sad but it's not my issue to a respectful level mm-hmm. you know a lot to think about there absolutely it's uh it's big stuff but thank you so much for listening thank you to people who've joined us live is it malaya Malia, I Malia think, has I said, think. I'm so glad the podcast is back. Well, that's very kind. Thank you. We're, we're excited that it's back as well. We had a had a bit of a gap, as we were saying, but it's it's great to be back. And we really appreciate anyone who takes the time to listen to our podcast. Realize there are a lot of podcasts out there. And yeah. um, so you've got to choose them carefully. We love to have conversations with each other, but we also love to have conversations like this with anybody who's down for it. We hope they're beneficial to you. We hope they're entertaining. I know today was a heavy subject, but overall. If you've, if you've enjoyed it, why not share it? Share it with people. Exactly. Why not? In fact, you're being kind of selfish if you don't. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I think that's... You're being individualistic. I am being individualistic. <laughs> that's it from us here at the Deep Drive Podcast. Have a wonderful day. <laughs>